So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. This is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. Hi, I'm Rebecca Vitali, and I'm talking all things plant on the Hysterical Women podcast. Um, I do. My mother has a, it's an, um, it's an orchard. I think she's um, not feeling so confident about what type of dirt she's using. I know she uses miracle growth for her other plants, but um, I'm not sure what she's using for an orchard, for her orchard, but she just. Um, oh, so she has an orchid? plant yes okay and um what sort of sub soil did she put in it for now or is she about to repot and she's like waiting to repot um what she has in there now, i don't the only soil i know she's been using is miracle grow she could have used something different for that but i I'm, i think miracle grow has been what she's been using across the board for all of her plants oh i think miracle grow does have a special orchid soil yeah because orchids oh. take you you can't use regular dirt for orchids they're i think my, really mo- particular. my mom has a ton of orchids i think she puts uh she definitely puts rocks at the bottom of those i think and waters them not that often i think like a couple times a week oh, okay good to know maybe a couple times a week okay i yeah, like once or twice yeah yeah i um so funny thing about orchids i receive uh, i receive generally speaking an orchid around the holidays and an orchid for my birthday from family members who think that I really, really love orchids just because I have a lot of orchids in my house and they're always because they blooming. Gave them to you. Yeah. And they think <laughs> that I collect orchids instead of realizing that I'm just like not killing the ones that they give me every you year. You must so, love these because I give them to you. Yeah, you know, it's like that creating a situation and then like continuing to ascribe to it. And I don't have the heart to be like, actually. Orchids are really high maintenance and difficult, and um... actually, you like giving me orchids. Exactly. Yes, that's that's the that is the truth. But um, I would say that right now, all of my orchids except for one are blooming, and the one that isn't currently blooming just finished blooming. Um, so I'm really good with orchids, which is surprising because they're they're kind of tricky. But the weirdest thing about them is that they do take the, se- the special soil, which is gonna need some charcoal in there. So putting some rocks and some stones, but also charcoal, cause charcoal is, uh, will take out and f- like filter the gunk and the gnarly stuff. Like the way that people can take charcoal pills or like activated charcoal, that's same thing for your orchid. You want some charcoal in there. Um, and also they have like a bark mix. You can make it yourself, but you can also buy it. Like the, they'll call it orchid potting mix. It's a little bit more specialized. You can also make it yourself. Um, but generally, like if you buy it, like that, that's preset. That's a Does good that have thing. like the wood chippy things in mm-hmm. it? The wood chip. That's what it came in. Yeah, yeah, that's what it came with when she yeah. got it. That's what it was. The yeah. problem with that is that that's not actually all that you need. You additionally do need to put the charcoal. It's almost like a charcoal briquette, but not that you would put on like a barbecue. But they're like chunks of activated charcoal, and you really need that in there um, to keep the environment dry and not gunked up 
it's like purify it. It's like yeah, it's yeah, it totally purifies. And orchids are it's they're so particular. Um, and I would say that another thing that I found with orchids is repotting an orchid is like so dangerous. Yeah, really? no, 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 no. Oh my god! Don't gosh. do it! Don't do it! Don't yeah, do it. I um I do not recommend repotting it unless if it's like really a situation generally speaking like they will continue to grow up and out in which case you can lift them out really gently but i wouldn't do like a traditional repotting um and you they actually need to be quite dry you really need a lot of aeration and drainage like even more than anything else and they're also i feel like they need so much drainage yeah they they don't like to have dense wet soil no not at all so it's an epiphyte a lot of them are epiphytes so like the roots that are the growth roots are actually going to be above growing out over the, the pot that you have them in. And instead of, you know, growing down into the substrate, they're actually growing up and out. Those are your, your most lively roots. And the ones that you're probably seeing down below are dead and you could actually trim them off because um, they'll be dried out looking, or you could like even just actually like pull them off. But so the roots, they do need to be really dry, but then paradoxically orchids love moisture they just don't want it on their roots okay so that's really frustrating and actually where my where i started having a lot of success with orchids was i received a bunch of them one year and this is this is where the whole otessa collects orchid thing started right (laughs) and i was like no you you're the ones who love gifting orchids but okay whatever so i had this orchid that was just like malingering you know and it was it wasn't dead but it was not thriving it looked rough and um you know, and that's, I did some like looking around and research and my mother was like, look, you know, they're tough because the roots need to stay dry, but it loves moisture. So it's like this crazy paradoxical high maintenance plant. She said, whenever I've had a situation, oh, because she also was apparently a quote unquote orchid collector from this family members. Um, So she also had a bunch of orchids. She said, you know, I just, when, whenever they turn into problems, I just like stick them in the bathroom Mm-hmm. and that it's like either you know get better or die kind of like the the u.s healthcare system either get better or die <laughs> um which is not a good way to live life but i will say that if you have a plant that's been malingering and you're just like i don't know what to do i give up um so i put this orchid in the bathroom <laughs> where i would shower all of a sudden the orchid which is still in the bathroom by the way it came it perked up new roots new leaves it started flowering and it was just sitting on top of the toilet top right like the humidity Mm -hmm. yeah it loved the humidity but it was getting all of the humidity through the ambient air and not through the roots and all of a sudden this orchid came back like gangbusters and then people would come in and be like that's a beautiful orchid but why do you have it on top of the toilet and i'm like no dude you don't know the (laughs) history with this orchid this orchid it knows what it likes it's it's gonna live here it's gonna stay here once an orchid finds a spot that it likes do not move it like don't over <laughs> like do not mess with it if it finds a place that it likes like let it stay there until the end of time um and it will just continue to give you flowers but it's part of it is finding the right location getting that mixture of dryness and also moisture is hard um misting them will help a lot i would say that some tips or tricks i would definitely recommend to your mother the charcoal and you can just put the charcoal around or on top 
So you don't need to start unpacking anything, but adding some of the charcoal, and I can share a photo of what that looks like, um, and then misting it or putting it in a more moist environment. I know that some people don't like that word. So an environment with more moisture, but not letting the roots, and you really don't actually need to water them that frequently at all. In fact, I basically totally forget about my orchids, and they prefer that. They want me to just give them the right place, and then you know, get the right soil mixture, occasionally give them some water, but mostly they don't want to know I exist. They don't want me to mess with them. They don't think about me at all. So they're, they're independent. Totally. The yeah. Once, once That's kind of what the... I meant about the jackfruit. Yeah. Like you don't, don't water a plant just because you feel like it needs water, like water a plant because you look at it and you're like, Oh, it looks like it's telling me it needs water. Yeah. Okay, good to know. So don't have them hidden somewhere where you never look. Like, have them somewhere where you're going to, like, glance at them all the time. You know, where you're, like, seeing them. But then once they start looking a little different, you can be like, oh, it's not dead. I just need to, like, you know, because it hasn't been that long. It's not like you forgot about it. Right. But then you're like, oh, it looks different. The leaves look limp. I need to water it. Yeah. And I will occasionally miss my orchids, but I'm going to be totally honest with you here. I will water them about once every 10 days and I barely water them. I know that some people talk about like the ice cube orchids and that was just a really clever marketing thing. But to be fair, putting an ice cube, as long as you're not putting it on the roots, because that amount of cold is really bad for like living tissue it's just traumatic but so if you've got like the pieces of um bark and the charcoal if you put an ice cube on top of one of those so it's not actually touching and then just let it melt um it'll give about amount the right amount of water that you need and it'll dribble in slowly and kind of permeate everything not just like kind of drench it Um, So one ice cube, as long as it's not touching the living tissue and letting that dry out every 10 days is about how much you're going to need for an orchid. Okay. But yeah, orchids are so particular. And then other things like about, yeah, and that's like what Rebecca's saying is like, take the cues from what you're seeing. Um, And I think that's where a lot of these like wiki how or like YouTube videos get it kind of wrong because they make it very prescriptive. But your environment is not the same seven cups every week and it's like eh, i don't know if you have a really dry house then you know exactly you've got to look at the plant like it's alive it will tell you what it needs exactly. and another right. thing is that you, you have to figure out what it's saying yeah right. and like not everyone is the same either so like succulents really like you know water and then they want to dry totally out and then they want some water um, actually, most plants, though, I feel like the, the majority of plants are like that. It's better to let it totally dry out and then water it instead of constantly keeping it damp. Yeah. Um, that's when you'll be more likely, constant dampness is more likely to, if there's any sort of, like, gross eggs from pests. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to get, and that's also where you could activate dormant, like, fungus gnats, you know, eggs or something like that. But totally drying out. And then watering is by and large the best thing for not actively help making it an environment that pests would like, but also for the plant is generally better. I'm trying because to think of some examples that that's are how that's how rain works. Yeah. True. Yeah. The only Very thing true. that's a little bit different um, 
is like ferns or plants that are boggy or carnivorous plants that are in you know uh very niche environments will need like ferns are i love ferns and they need a lot of attention and they need a lot more water um but they're also they are unusual they've also been around since the time of the dinosaurs and you know thrive in in atypical environments for the kind of plants that you're generally dealing with let them dry out then water them um for an orchid like kind of do the least like you you prep all of the solutions but then you step back you, you really don't get that involved with it and then it will surprise you by thriving and giving you beautiful flowers for all of the ignoring that you've been giving it wow that um, is remarkable Another thing that I would say is about, so I think the number one cause of death with indoor plants is overwatering. And then the second cause of death is underwatering. So you really need to be careful with the water. Um, and another thing is that, you know, sometimes you'll like, you'll tap the top of the soil and you'll be like, oh, that's dry, planties, thirsty. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Like you have to stick your finger into the first knuckle. And if the fingertip feels moisture in the soil, when it's like one knuckle in, mm-hmm. then plant doesn't need water. Plant's totally fine. It's just dry. I lift pot. up the pot. I yeah. lift up the pot um, just to feel how heavy it is. And if it's still heavy, it has enough water. And if it's getting lighter, then it needs water. Okay. That's a really Perfect good sense. way to think about it. You know, like after you water it, feel it. You lift it up so you have a control so you can be like okay this is what it feels like when it's as heavy as possible and then compare it to that perfect that makes perfect sense yeah y'all are giving me so many good like i'm sitting i'm like taking those and like texting them to my mom like as you all talk so I'm, like thank you oh, yay. so much like, i'll this send is, like, you some so stuff too yeah thank because y'all because orchids y'all, are like, tricky yeah y'all are like pros so this has been like so informational i appreciate it we're i'm a pro i'm a pro amateur <laughs> <laughs> You know, I just recently started. I'm like, I threw, I threw away the spiky plant. <laughs> I also love that we don't know what the spiky plant is. It's just like the the, the spiky plant, and that's so cool though, because you're like going around and you're like, oh, this is native. Let me let me take this. Let me see if I, I mean, can make I this grow. Because the seeds were. I mean, my sister was like really into Buddhism, and I went to a like meditation session in LA with. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, we were doing an outdoor an outdoor medi- uh, individual meditation like a walking meditation so I was walking really slowly on like this the median of this street and I was like looking down and I was like wow these seeds are bright red oh foxtail so- palm is that it uh I don't think it was a palm it was like oh. a big tree tree like broad leaves I remember mm-hmm. I told- they're like very fragile like the okay the um, the gnat, the fungus gnats uh really messed it up but yeah i waited till the meditation was over and then i, <laughs> and then I went over and i like picked up a wow. <laughs> wow. um that's so cool it's just this big tree with like bright bright red seeds and were they and in I a like i mean like like fire engine orange like orangey fire engine wow Ooh. and was it in like surrounded by anything or how did they bunch how did oh the seeds yeah, yeah. they were in some kind of container but i forget what it looked huh. like it was cool looking but then I yeah just took the, um i'll figure out what it is and tell you 
but yeah, it was just kind of my like, you know, I don't know anything about this plant except that the seeds are like so impressively colored. And then I grew it and I was like, okay, not only does this have a ton of spikes on it, <laughs> but also the soil mats are like completely messing it up and affecting everything else. Anyway, yeah, so I'm a I'm a pro amateur. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I would say if there's anything that you take away from this, it's to, like, if you see seeds, and if you feel so inclined, as Rebecca said, like, go for it, try it. Literally, I pick up any seeds that I can outside. And then I, uh, you know, buy them at the grocery store. You know, what? actually, I I buy fruit. That is so good to know. I actually have a mustard seed that I think I'm going to do something with. It's been, it's like in this little teeny jar I have. It was given to me with a, I bought some hair products and it came as a like gift. And I think yeah. I'm going to do something with it. Hi, my name is Rebecca Vitali. It's been great talking all things plants with you on the Hysterical Women podcast. You can reach me at Rebecca at Fallsleep.com. That's E as in Victor, O-L-S-W-E-E-P.com. I do data work and voter targeting for progressive candidates and campaigns. Please let me know if there's anybody that I can help and have fun growing all of your plants.